Shalom to all. Today's daf is Rosh Hashanah, daf Yerches. We are starting two lines from the top, the third one on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Her Neshama should have an aliyah. And Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mordechai, Ben Reb Chaim, his Neshama should have an aliyah. Now the Gemara has been discussing the ability for Tzibur to tear up Xardin upon them, but a Yachid, an individual, can't get Xardin torn up. But now the Gemara says, Xardin to Yachid, Tanahi, it's actually the Machlekes Tanahi, whether or not a Yachid can get Xardin torn up. The time you have a Brisa, Hayy Rabbi Meir Omer, he says, Shnaim Shaol, Lamita, Vachoyel, and Shavet, two people, they went into bed, they were sick, and they had the same sickness. We have two people, they went onto the stand to be judged, and it was the same judgment, it was the same case. This one, he went down from his bed, he got better, and the other one didn't. This one was saved, and this one wasn't. Why is it this one got better, and this one didn't? This one was saved, and this one wasn't. This one, Davinin, was answered, this one, Davinin, wasn't answered. Why was this one answered, and this one wasn't answered? The one that Davinin, a complete tefillah, he Davinin with Kavana, so he was answered. The one that didn't daven a tefillah shleima, he didn't daven with kapana, so he wasn't answered. So we see that even a yachid could get his gzardin torn up. Now, Rabbi armor, he argues and he says, like we've been learning up until now, kan kaidin gzardin, kan lachik gzardin, one's talking before the gzardin, one's talking after the gzardin. Now, Rabbi Yitzchak Amar, he says, yafet sa'akil adam, crying out is good for a person, ben kaidin gzardin, ben lachik gzardin, whether it's before or after the gzardin. Now, the Gemara asks on something we learned about previously, gzardin to tzibur mi mikra, is it really true that the gzardin of a tzibur could be torn up? Valkas vechad amir one pasuk says, kabsi mira libech, wash your heart of evil, mashma that we could tear up gzardin. Uksivin says another pasuk, kim to kapsi baneser, even if you wash with neser, the sarbilach virus, and you use a lot of soap, nichtam avonich lefana, your sin remains sustained in front of me. My love, kan kaidin gzardin, kan laachar gzardin, does that mean once before gzardin, once after gzardin, even though we're talking about a tzibor? So we say, loy idividi laachar gzardin, both these psukim are talking about after gzardin. Veloy kasha, there's no problem. Kam gzardin sheish imashvua, once talking about gzardin that has an oath attached to it. Kam gzardin sheini imashvua, once talking about gzardin that doesn't have an oath attached to it. Kid Rav Shmuel barami, the Amr Shmuel barami, he says, some say, How do we know that Xardin that has an oath along with it, that it's not able to be torn up? Shinemar says the positive, Therefore, I swear, regarding the house of Eli, says Hashem, Eli is the Kayin Gadol at the time of Shmuel Anavi, and his sons were acting inappropriately. They're doing Averis, and Hashem made this Xera along with an oath, along with the Shvua, that their descendants will not live very long. That the sin of the house of Eli is not going to be atoned, even with a carbon and a mincha. So we see that if it comes along with an oath, it's never going to be able to be atoned for. But now Amar Rava, he says, We're not going to be able to atone for that sin with the Zevach and Mincha with Karbanas. But it could be atoned for with Tyra. Abai Amar, he says, It cannot be Mishaper with bring Karbanas and Minachas. It could be Mishaper with Tyra and Chesed. Rabba and Abai, some say it's Rava and Abai, they were actually descendants of the house of Eli. Rabba, the Asik Batayra, Rabba, he learned Tyra, he lived 40 years. Abai, the Asik Batayra, Abai, he learned Tyra and was also involved in Chesed, he lived 60 years. There was a family in Yerushalayim that all the males would die at 18 years old. They went and they told them, perhaps you're from the family of Eli, it says about them, that all those raised in your house are going to die as young men. Go, involve yourselves in Tyre and then you're going to live. They went and they learned Tyre and they lived. And they called that family the family of Rabbi Yechanan because he helped save that family. And more about Xardin. How do we know that the Xardin of a Tzibur, of a congregation, is not going to be signed? The Pasuk says, So how do we know that even though it's signed, it could still be torn up? The Pasuk says, Whenever we call out to him, meaning even after Xardin, if we call out to Hashem, he'll tear up the Xardin. The Pasuk says, Seek Hashem when he can be found. And the Pasuk continues, Call out to him when he's close. 
close. So it seems to be from here that we can only call out him sometimes. He can only sometimes be found and not always. The Gemara says, no, Hasan b'yachid ha'chabat zibur. That's talking about a yachid. A yachid isn't always able to access Hashem to get his gzardin torn up. However, over here, it's a tzibur. We can always call out Hashem. And now the Gemara has b'yachid emas. When is it the person is able to call out Hashem as a yachid, as an individual? Amarab Baravu, he says, yom This is referring to the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. That's Eretz Yemei Tshuva. The Pasuk says, Vahikas was 10 days. Vahikav Hashem as novel. Hashem struck the family of novel. Yud Yom What's the significance of these 10 days? Amrav Yud Amrav, he says, Kenegin Esrel Gimus Shinosan Novel Avdi David. This is corresponding to the 10 tastes, the 10 refreshments the novel gave Avdi David. So his Gzardin was delayed by 10 days. No Amrav Nachman Amrav Baravua. Elu Yud Yom Shabin Rosh Hashanah Kippur. This is referring to the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. And we had said in the Mishnah, Rosh Hashanah, Kol Baya Elam Ayrim Lafan of Kimnei Marim. On Rosh Hashanah, all the Baya Elam, all the people in the world, they pass in front of Hashem like Bnei Marim and they're judged. Now, my Bnei Marim, what are Bnei Marim? So we answer, Hachar Tegim over here, we explain in Aramaic, Kibnei Imrana, like sheep. Just like sheep are passed through one by one when we count maestros and they're only allowed one at a time, so too we pass in front of Hashem one by one. Rish Lakashamar, he says, Kamal's base Marin is like the elevation of base Marin. This was a narrow passageway with a steep descent on both sides and only one person could go through at a time. And on Rabbi Huda Mershbul, he tells us, Kechayos shall base David. It's like the soldiers of the house of David and the Lashon of Marin is like a Lashon of Maros of authority. And even though they each pass by in front of Hashem one by one, they're all judged with like one scan in one shot. And we also learned from a Pasuk this concept that Hashem judges everyone all at once, even though they pass by in front of him one by one, because it says in the Pasuk, Now, Michael Amar, how do we learn that from the Pasuk? If you want to say, this is what the Pasuk is telling us, that Hashem created the whole world, and he united their hearts together. We say that's not so, that everyone is different from each other. Allah must be this is what the Pasuk is saying. The Creator, He sees their hearts together, and then He understands all their deeds, meaning He judges all their deeds. And now, quick introduction before this Mishnah. Before the calendar was set by Rav Hillel, a descendant of Hill Hazakin, Rosh Chodesh was established by two Adim testifying in Bezdin that they saw the new moon. Bezdin would then proclaim a Rosh Chodesh and then notify everyone. It was important for all to know if the month was a 29 day month or a 30 day month for reasons stated in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, There were six months that Shluchim of Bezdin were sent out to notify everyone when Rosh Chodesh was. Al Nisan they were sent out at the beginning of Nisan to tell everyone when Pesach is. Everyone had to know when Rosh Chodesh was to know when to calculate when Pesach was. And these Shluchim would be sent out right after Rosh Chodesh was established and they would travel as far as they could get all the way into Gaulus, all the way into the Diaspora. They would not travel on Shabbos, Rashi says, but they would travel as far as they could get so that everyone could know when Pesach is. Al-Av Menei they were sent out at the beginning of Av so that everyone could know when Tisha B'Av is. Al-El Bnei Rosh Hashanah, they were sent out at the beginning of El so that everyone could know when Rosh Hashanah is. El was almost always a 29-day month and people needed to know when the first day of El was so they could celebrate Rosh Hashanah 30 days later. Al Tishrei messengers were sent out at the beginning of Tishrei Menei Takanas Amoides in order to be set up the rest of the Amoides in Tishrei, namely Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Al Kislev Menei Chanukah, they were sent out at the beginning of Kislev so people could know when Chanukah is. Al Adr Menei Apurim, they were sent out on Adr so everyone could know when Purim is. And when we had the Beis Hamikdash, Yotzin Afal Ir, they would also be sent out at the beginning of Ir Menei Pesach Katan so everyone could know when Pesach Katan is. Ask the Gemara of Lipkunami at Thomas of Tevis, why weren't they sent out during Thomas and Tevis so that everyone could know when the fasts of Thomas and Tevis were? And how do we know that there's fast days then? Yud Chesam Beis Antap to Amar of Chanukah Beis to Amar of Shimon Chasida. He says, "My Tachsev, what's Pshat in the Pasuk?" The Navi Zacharia tells us, "Koyim Arshem Tzvakas, Tzoyim Haraviv, Tzoyim Hachamishi, Tzoyim Hashviv, Tzoyim Hasiri." The fast are the fourth, the fifth, the seventh, and the tenth. Yila Beis Yehuda Sasson and Simcha. They're going to be for Beis Yehuda, meaning for Klai Yisrael, for Sasson and Simcha. Karlu Tzoyim, Karlu Sasson and Simcha. So the Pasuk calls them Tzoyim fast days, and also calls them Sasson and Simcha days of rejoicing. So how do we understand the seeming contradiction? Bezman Shei Shalom at a time when there's peace, when Klai Yisrael rules Eretz Yisrael, Yila Sasson and Simcha. So then these days are for Sasson and Simcha, and you're not allowed to fast, and you're not allowed to eulogize on them. Ain't Shalom, if there's no peace, so then Tzoyim, we have to fast on them. So we see that these are fast days. The base of Mishnah is destroyed. These are fast days. 
why don't we send out messengers at this time to tell people when these fast days are? So Amar Papi says, this is really what we're saying. When there's a time of peace, so then, therefore, you're not allowed to fast on them. Only if there's if there is a decree of persecution against Klai Yisrael, then then they're a fast day. But if there's no decree of persecution, but there's also no peace, meaning Klai Yisrael is not ruling the land, then if people want, they could fast, but they do not have to, and therefore, there's no reason to send out messengers for something which is optional. Ask the Gemara, if you're telling me that we're talking about a time period where these fast days are optional, so Tishbav Nami, Tishbav as well, should be considered an optional fast day, and why are we sending out messengers to tell everyone when Tishbav is? So Amar Papi answers, Shani Tishbav, Tishbav is different, since there's many Tzars on Tishbav, therefore we always have to fast on Tishbav. The Amar Mari says, The first and second Batei Mikdash were destroyed on Tishbav, Vinilka de Beitar, and Beitar was conquered, and Vinichashar Yushalayim was plowed over, so therefore we always fast on Tishbav. And delving deeper into this Pasuk from Navi Zechari that we just quoted, Tanyu Evabrai, so Amar Abshim, and he says, Arbad Varm Hayu Rabbi Kiva Darshan, Kiva Darshan four things, Vani Ain Darsh Kamaisa, I don't necessarily Darshan all them like him. Taimur V Zet Hespatamas, the Taimur V that's mentioned in this Pasuk is referring to the ninth of Tamas, Shabai Hufka Ir, that's when the city was breached. This is at the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. Shanemar says in the Pasuk, Baravi, Batish on the fourth month, on the ninth of the month, Vayachzak Harav Ba'ir, and the hunger intensified in the city, Vloy Hayalechem Lama Aretz, and there was no bread for the people of the land, Vatibokaoir, and the city was breached into. Vamaikar Layer V, so why is it being called fourth? Reveal Chadashim, that means it's the fourth of the month. What's that being referred to in the Pasuk? Zatishbav, that's Tishbav, Shabai Nisav Kenu, that's when the base of Mikdash was destroyed. Vamaikar Le Chamishi, why is it being called the fast of the fifth? Chamishi Le Chadashim, that means it's the fifth of the month. Tzayim Hashvi, the fast of the seventh, Zegim Batishrei, that's a third of Tishrei, Shabai Ner Gedali Ben Achikam, that's when Gedali Ben Achikam was killed. Umi Haragai, who killed him? Yishmal Ben Asanya Haragai, he was killed by Yishmal Ben Asanya, a fellow Jew. That the death of Tzadikim is like the burning of Hashem's house, and that's how we're going to fast in this situation that Tzadik died. And Vamaikar Le Shvi, why is it being called seven? Shvi Lechadashim, that's the seventh of the months. And Soim Ha'asiri Zasar Batevis is referring to Asar Batevis, Shabbai Samach Melch Bavel Yishalayim, that's when the king of Bavel surrounded Yishalayim, he besieged the city. Shinamar says the Pasik, Vaidvar Hashem Eilai, Bashana Hachis, Bachodesh Ha'asiri, Ba'esar Lechodesh Lemar. And the word of Hashem was to me in the ninth year, the tenth month, the tenth of the month, saying, Ben Adam, son of man, Kasav Lechaz Shem Hayoim, write for yourself the name of this day as Etzamayim Azah on this very day, Samach Melch Bavel Yishalayim, the king of Bavel surrounded Yishalayim. Now, Vamaikar Le Asiri, why is it being called tenth? The same question we've asked before. Asiri Lechadashim, it's the tenth of the month. And now that we understand that this last fast that was mentioned in the Pasuk is actually talking about Asar Batavis, which is when the walls were surrounded, and this should have been written first because chronologically it happened first. Why is it written over here? Why is it written last in the Pasuk? That's Kedel Hasr Chadashim Keteknon in order to organize the months, meaning as we go through the months of our year, this is where we encounter the fast days, even though chronologically it's out of order. Now, I don't say that about this last fast day. What's the Tzayim HaSiri, this fast of the 10th? That's the 5th of Teves. That's when the news came to all those that were exiled 11 years prior to the Beis HaMikdash. Then they found out that the city was destroyed. Shunamar says in the Pasuk, It was the 12th year of HaSiri on the 10th month, on the 5th of the month, to our exile. The fugitive came to me from Yerushalayim, Lamar, saying, that the city has been destroyed. And also, they made the day that we heard about the destruction of the city like the day the base was destroyed. And Venir and Dvarav, my words are much more logical than his words, says Reb Shemin. Shani Aimer, I say, Al Rishan, Rishan, Val Achran, Achran. Whatever's mentioned first in the Pasuk, Thomas is mentioned first in the Pasuk, and that's talking about the city being broken into. And the last thing we mentioned in the Pasuk is talking about the destruction of the city. So that happened last. So it makes sense chronologically. But who Aimer, and he says, Al Rishan, Achran. Whatever's mentioned first in the Pasuk actually happened later. The breach of the city happened later on. 
than what actually was mentioned in the Pasuk because Baal Achra and Rishan, whatever was mentioned last in the Pasuk, that actually happened first. That was actually when the walls were surrounded. So everything's out of order according to Rabbi Kiva. Ella, the only reason why Rabbi Kiva says that is Shahumainul He understands the Pasuk according to the order of the months, meaning as we approach these fast days, so therefore we approach them as four, five, seven, and ten. Bavani Pranis, I organize them according to their historical order when they actually happened, and therefore I darshan the Pasuk differently than him. And the Gemara continues, It's my Rav Rab Khanina Amri, they say, Batal Megillus Tainus. Megillus Tainus was Batal, it was nullified. Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Shubin Levi Amri, they say, Loi Batal Megillus Tainus. Megillus Tainus was not nullified. Now, Megillus Tainus was a scroll that listed all the dates that were many Yom Taivim because of Nisim that happened. Now, on these days, it was ushered to fast on them, and on some, was even ushered to deliver a Hespid, a eulogy on them. So, according to this that we're saying right now, once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, this Megillah was Batal, it was Mavatal, we do not keep this Megillah anymore, and therefore we are able to fast and eulogize on these days. And now the Gemara analyzes these two opinions. Rav Rav Chanina Ami, they said, Batal Megillah is Tainus, Hachikamar, this is what they mean to say. Bezman Shiei Shalom, at a time that there's peace, we rule Eretz Yisrael, Yulah Sassalon Simcha, the above mentioned dates by the Pasuk and Zechariah, they are for Sassalon and Simcha, meaning we do not keep to them as fast days. Ain Shalom, however, if there's no peace, then they are fast days. Bahanichnami, and these two as well, meaning these days mentioned in Megillah's Tainus, Kihani, they're the same thing. When we rule Eretz Yisrael, so then we keep the Megillah's Tainus, and we do not fast and eulogize on these days. However, if there's no Shalom, then we do not keep to Megillah's Tainus. Now, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Levi, Amri, they say, about the Megillah's Tainus, Megillah's Tainus was never bottled. Hani Huda Tulin Rachmanu Binin Besamekdash. All these fast days that we mentioned previously in the Pasuk and Zechariah, they're connected to the Binin Besamekdash. So when we don't have a Besamekdash, we fast on them. When we do have a Besamekdash, we do not fast on them. And now, after destruction of Besamekdash, so of course we're going to fast on them. Aval Hanich, but all these, the Megillah's Tainus, Kudakami Kami, they stay as they are because they're not connected to the Binin Besamekdash. And therefore, even though we do not have a Besamekdash, we still keep the Megillah's Tainus. Now, Master Rav Kanahi asks on this opinion. Maya said there was a story of a Gazri Tainus They established that we were supposed to fast on Chanukah in Lod. And the Yard Rebbe Rachatz, Rebbe he opposed this. So therefore, he went to the bathhouse in front of everyone to show that it's not a Tainus. Rebbe Shua Vesipa, Rebbe Shua, he went to get a haircut to show everyone that it's not a Tainus. And and they told everyone in Lod, you have to go out and fast, meaning you have to go do tshuva for that you fasted on this day. And so we see that Loi Batal Megillah's Tainus. Now, Amr Vesif, he says, Shani Chanukah. Chanukah is different. Take a mitzvah. There's the mitzvah of lighting Chanukah candles, so therefore it's not bottle. Now, Amr Lebahi asked him, So fine, so Viti Batal E, Viti Batal Mitzvah. So why don't we Mvatal the Yantif itself and also be Mvatal the mitzvah? The only reason why we light Chanukah candles is because we have this Yantif of Chanukah. However, if we don't have Yantif of Chanukah, so then we don't have a mitzvah of lighting candles. So there's no reason to say that we're not Mvatal it because we light candles because we have a mitzvah. So Alam Ravyasif, he says, Shani Chanukah. Chanukah is different than Mafar Nisa. It already had a big pierce of Anes. Everyone already knows about the Nes that happened to Kalai Yisrael, and everyone is already used to the mitzvahs, so therefore it's considered like it's a Yantif da Iraisa, and therefore we're not going to be Mvatal it. We continue asking on this opinion that Megillus Tainus was not Batal. Meister of Achabarhuni asks, it's written in Megillus Tainus, but Tos Batishri on the third of Tishri, Batilus had Kartim and the mention of Hashem's name from secular documents was nullified. What was the story behind this? Shagazra Machos Yavan Gzera, the kingdom of Yavan, the Greek kingdom they established, they made this Gzera, Shaloyla Haskar Shem Shemaim Apiyam, that we're not allowed to mention Shem Shemaim, we're not allowed to write Hashem's name in secular documents. When the Chashmonaim overcame them, and they won, they established that we should write Hashem's name even in a star, even in a secular document. This is what they would write. In so-and-so year of So we see we had Hashem's name written on the stars. But when the Chum heard about this, they said, tomorrow this person is going to pay up his debt, and then it's going to turn out that they're going to take the star, throw it in the garbage, and we have Hashem's name in the garbage. So therefore, they were revatled this practice of writing Hashem's name in a star. On that day, they made a yantif. That was the third of Tishrei. Now, if Isak died to the Megillus Tainus, if you're going to say the Megillus Tainus was actually Batal, so Kamaisa Batal, the earlier ones were Mavatal, meaning Megillus Tainus was already Batal, Achronais, Mesifin. Now we're going to add on new days because 
we're assuming this happened after destruction of the base of Mikdash, after Megillah's Titus was already bottled, and so why would we add on a new special day after we're ready Mavatal Megillah's Titus? So Gemara says, no, Hachamai Skin, where this has actually happened, Bismach Base of Mikdash Kaim, at the time we had the base of Mikdash, so Megillah's Titus was not bottled. But now Yotas Hamadaf on the top, the Gemara continues asking Vitepa Kalei, why don't we say that the third day of Tishrei is considered a special day, not because they stopped writing Hashem's name in the stars, that's just because the Havala Yom Shinarag by Gedali Ben Achikam, that's the day that Gedali Ben Achikam was killed, as we said that all the fast days relevant to the destruction of the first base of Mikdash became days of Sasan and Simcha during the second base of Mikdash, and the third of Tishrei was among them. So why would the Chalim need to make it a special day because of the removal of Hashem's name from stars? It was already special. So Amarav, he answers, you're right. Loi Nitzrach, the only reason why they need to establish the third of Tishrei as a special day is El Lesar Shalafanov to Asr fasting even the day beforehand. We know that it's Asr to fast before and after special days, so that's what they need to establish it for. So we ask Shalafanov Nami, even the day before the third of Tishrei, Tepa Gulei, let's just say the reason why it's Asr to fast on it is the Havala Yom it's the day after Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is the first of Tishrei, so the second day of Tishrei is the day after Rosh Chodesh, so of course you're not allowed to fast on it. So we say, no, Rosh Chodesh Dairaisa. Rosh Chodesh is Dairaisa, Dairaisa Lebay Chizuk. And something that's Dairaisa doesn't need a special Chizuk to tell us that you're not allowed to fast before it. The time you have a Brisa, Hayom Ha'elak Suv Megillah's Tainus, all these days that are written in Megillah's Tainus, Asurim Bein Lufnein Bein Lachrem. You're not allowed to fast before them or after them. Shabbos is Yom Taifim, however, Shabbos and Yontif, Hey Masurim, you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos or Yontif. Well, if Name Lachrem, Mutarim, you are allowed to fast before and afterwards. Now, my Hefresh Bein Zalazel, what's the difference between all these days? Halo Divraitara. These are Divraitara, meaning Shabbos and Yantif, they're Divraitara, and Divraitara, Tzrich and Chizuk. Something which is Divar Taira, it doesn't need Chizuk, and therefore we're not afraid that if we allow you to fast before and afterwards, that you're going to accidentally fast on Shabbos and Yantif. So therefore you're allowed to fast before and after Shabbos and Yantif. But Halo Divraitara, everything that comes from Gil's Tainus, they're just Midrabanon, Divraitara, Tzrich and Chizuk, and therefore Divraitara, they need Chizuk, and that's why we have to say that before and afterwards you're not allowed to fast, lest a person come to fast on the day itself. The Gemara continues asking, so why don't we just say that the reason why it's usher to fast the day before Gimel Tishrei is the Havalei Yom Shelifnei Yom Shenerg by Gedali Ben Achikam. It's the day before the day that Gedali Ben Achikam was killed, and that's not Divrei Torah. That's Divrei Seifrim. That's something that the Chazal established. So that's something that needs Chizuk. So therefore, we have to say that it's usher to fast because it's the day before Gedali Ben Achikam was killed. But there's no reason to establish it as a brand new Yontif. So Ravashi answers Gedali Ben Achikam Divrei Kabbalahu. That actually comes from the Nevi'im Divrei Kabbalah Divrei Torah Damu. And something the Nevi'im say that's like Divrei Torah, and therefore it does not need Chizuk Divrei. And that's why the Chum established Gimel as a new Yontif in order to say that you are not allowed to fast even the day before. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up with this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.